So the sun is shining. The sun is shining. Birds are chirping. God damn it, I can't stop breaking into a song, man. It's tough. Never do it, man. Do you know why it's so tough, though? Because I got all these songs in my head. Bad. <laughs> and because it's time for another episode of... It's so crucial. I ain't gonna say it like that. Damn straight. Sorry, man. No, it's all good. We appreciate Sorry. it. I think the folks I that listen... I was ready to hit a high note that just, just then. But, but it's like, I think the folks appreciate it when you try. Okay. Because that's all these singers do nowadays. Is you don't have to sing. Auto-tune, auto-tune, yeah. auto-tune. You just kind of like... Auto-tune. You just kind of try and hit the note, and mm-hmm. you know we'll see what happens after that. We'll edit it up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's B-side will order to me. Damn straight. And speaking of B-side, he's he's not here with us today, unfortunately. No, today we're gonna do something different, man. We, yeah. we got a, we got no guests. No guests. This is gonna be me and you kicking it. Damn straight. You know straight, what I'm saying? Man. Talking about uh, industry news. Hell yeah. And we want to do an episode on music licensing. Publishing, yeah, but we need you guys to ask questions so we can really give y'all a very, you know, informative show that can um, educate y'all and answer any curiosity yeah. y'all might have and clear things up um, for all those newbies in the game. I know we have a lot of producers who are like sitting at their laptops making their tracks and putting them out and posting them online and everything. Yeah, and you have no idea about the revenue you could be getting and and. You know, copywriting and and how the music business actually works. Yeah, it's not just selling records. It's a lot more than that. So yeah. please comment, send questions on the Facebook. It's yep. so crucial Facebook. Yes, sir. Please do. It's on the SoundCloud. If you feel like asking a question, in the ask comments on, on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. The Instagram. Yeah. All that, man. Hit us up on Twitter. Don't matter. Right, right. It's well, so crucial. Well, we're going to go hard on the Facebook. We're going to start going live on Facebook, so stay tuned for that. Yeah. And definitely hit us up. There it is. So what we got to talk about today, man? We got a lot of news that happened over this past week. Some some international news. Some news about digital music services, as always. We got a lot of fun stuff to get into. First of all, though, I wanted to talk to you about this one, Carrie. All right. Uh... There was a an audit that was conducted by an independent uh, reviewer uh, of the Russian Performing Rights Society, RAO. All the way on the other side of the world. Yeah, other side of the world. This is the... And Performance Rights Society is, yeah. is one that collects your royalties for, for music played in film, film TV, TV, radio, radio etc. Wherever there's a public performance. Right, right. Uh, and... So they're the equivalent of ASCAP or BMI uh, in Russia. Uh, there's been a lot of news about RAO uh, over the last couple of months. Is that uh, a co- that's the company name? R- yeah, that's the that's the that's the society. RAO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what does that stand for? Uh, Russian written? authors. I, <laughs> I think something about Russian authors. Uh, Rape um, artists only. <laughs> Maybe. Um, okay. Perhaps. Sorry. Um, perhaps. But what it ended up happening was they had uh, news that broke out about some financial troubles that the organization had been running into and how uh, they basically needed uh, the Russian government to step in and, and start managing the they company. They wanted a bailout? Itself. Uh, in a sense, not, not necessarily a financial bailout, but, right, but right. additional help in, in terms of sorting out their finances. Okay. And... Uh, an independent audit uh, was conducted against the agency, and, and uh, what was found was that uh, they thought that about $3.8 million had been funneled out uh, of the organization by the leadership uh, in Ooh. the last year. Ooh. Somebody was going under the table. Yeah, yeah. Dipping in the pot. And uh, the, the person who's, who's looked at as the prime suspect here is the former general director of RAO, Sergei Fedotov. Wow. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. Don't so ask me. <laughs> I sure don't know. I really wish Google Translate would God damn, I do. Sure, yeah, don't even ask me. SF. Let's just call him SF. Right. So SF <laughs> was, is apparently is now being charged with uh, an uh, with embezzlement charges. Whew. Uh, 38 million? 3. I mean, 3.8 million. million. Yeah. It's not looking good for him right now. Um, 
because this is just in 2016, so there's no telling what additional funds may have crept its way out of the organization in years prior. Uh, ah. it's, it's also an organization that, again, has been posting losses over the last couple of years. And, you know, if you were to compare their losses against the amount of money that they embezzled last year, it would look pretty... It's pretty much one-to-one in that they, they pretty much lost the money that uh, was embezzled out of the organization. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I mean... I mean, did he did he just leave or he left? Like, did he get fired when they found out, like, the you know, the pot is kind of light? <laughs> you know what I mean? I believe. Since last year. I believe what happened is that he basically just got kicked out of the organization and then was arrested afterwards. Yeah. That's crazy. So taking all these songwriters' money. Hard-earned money. And Hard-earned money. Funneling it out to some, some I mean, how do you think, you, how do you think you're going to get away with taking out you know, millions of dollars unnoticed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know, from what I've heard about Russia and organizations which operate in Russia, and this is all hearsay, obviously. Is Russia still communist and stuff? No, no. It's very... It's, it's a, it has a capitalist... Excuse my ignorance. Society. All you Russian listeners, excuse my ignorance. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, at the same time, I think corruption has been something that is frequently... Uh, looked at as the cause of uh, financial disarray in, in Russia when it comes to companies yeah, and not a, not a surprise when funds. When, yeah, not a surprise when capitalism is involved. You so, know what I mean? So I think, we can, I, I think we can probably look at the environment as a whole as one of the causes there. Okay. But okay. Uh, I, I was interested in saying, like, was there, was there ever any other instances of embezzlement happening Within a performing rights organization or charges of, of such, man, the way the way the thing the way the thing seems to me, how every territory and every country has their own little laws and their own little, I can imagine it's happening everywhere. Well, interestingly enough, I found a case okay. back in 2011 uh, with the Spanish uh, collection society Sky S G A E. It was a somewhat similar case. Uh, but it ended up involving uh, the resignation of its then-president, Eduardo Teddy Batista, and the uh, jailing of Sky's former head of corporate relations, Pedro Fare. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. And the former CFO, Ricardo Azcoaga. Uh, Maybe that's his last name. Yeah. But essentially, their former head of corporate relations had been charged with uh, embezzling over 50k and spending it on prostitutes so <laughs> so there's bad apples in in, in, uh, in, in different collection societies around the globe but i'm cu- i'm curious as no like are are they taking like the share of like writers who are not russian or writers who are not from spain that's you know, cause that that's that's what makes me feel like oh, that's like, why they feel like they can get away with it. Because, like the international money that's owed yeah, to the other societies, other societies and stuff. I feel like that's what's going on or something. Cause I know one thing, one thing in general, as a American writer, your ro- your royalties are, are are reduced when it comes to the foreign. Right, cause they have to you charge know, you an trans- administration yeah, fee. Yeah, administration yeah. free fee. The conversion, blah yeah. blah blah. All that stuff. So it's just it's just interesting to know, like maybe that's why, maybe that's part of the point. Maybe that's why they feel like they could get away with it. All oh, these are Americans, are, and you know, American music is like the bit, biggest selling in the world. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, not this past year. Oh, I heard. Oh, yeah, I that's don't. news. <laughs> what well, happened? Well, I don't have I don't have the official numbers in front of me, but I believe. Billboard released a list. Okay. I believe it was Billboard. Is it British music now? Well, it was essentially uh, listing out the top 10 most consumed, quote-unquote, artists of the past year, 2016. Ed Sheeran. Number one was Drake. Oh, shit. Canada. Canada. I forgot about all there. Justin Bieber, Drake. Oh, Ju- my God. Justin Bieber was number five. Oh, but damn, but how could I forget about Canada? Yeah. U.S. Dang. didn't have an artist in the top five, Ooh, though. That's wait, crazy. Hold on, hold on. One in five, Drake and Justin Bieber. Two, three, and four were all U.S. But they're always in America. Come on, give us some credit. <laughs> they're always in L.A. Come I mean, on, man. Drake's in Calabasas You right know now. what I'm saying? So so who's to say he's really, you know. You know, Canadian he's in Calabasas. He's in Memphis. He's yeah. in Miami. I'm in Memphis. Oh, he's about to be another song. 
He's he's paying taxes. To yeah, the US exactly. On, That's on not fair. Justin Bieber's always out here. Nonetheless, they sucking up all of our juice, man, and, they are. and give, giving Canada the credit, man. It's, it's terrible. I love Canada though. No, no, no offense to Canada, but damn, no Americans. Yeah, and two, three, and four were UK artists. I could see that. Yeah. I can so see that. it's 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 not looking good for us. We have to make a big comeback in 2017. We have to wow. really put some effort forth wow. into you know breaking that's real that interesting, top five. Man. That's real interesting. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Come on, America, America, America first. <laughs> America first. We got some other interesting news. What's going on, sir? So you know about Prince. Legendary, yes, of course. Who passed, of course, of passed course. earlier in 2016. Of course, a couple developments on the Prince front. Uh, first off, his estate or the uh, representatives of his estate have announced that uh, they've signed a deal with Universal Music Group to represent 25 of Prince's most is this, recent. Is this albums. like his real family saying this? Uh, these are some lawyers, okay. No, I just get a little nervous about yeah. like you know when family takes over estates. Yeah, do they really go with uh, the artist's wishes or not? You know, that's just me. You know, yeah. I just feel a little skeptical about that. But but go on. Yeah. So it's not it, uh, from from what I recall in 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 looking into this over the past week that not everybody on his in his family as a part of his estate is actually on board with what. The uh, with the representatives of that's what I'm saying. I, I could see that. I could see that because you know Prince was a very independent. Like I own this. I make money for me and my family. Yeah. When I write these songs, not for big corporations to sure. exploit me. So when I hear that, uh, you know these new new developments are coming up, I go like, ah, is this good? You know, of course, his fans are very happy. You know, yeah. they're like, "Oh yes, we get to hear all the the music in the vault and blah blah blah." But yeah. I'm like, uh, "Would he really want that?" And that's just me, because yeah. you know, I've I've met him, yeah. been to his house several times for sure, and whatever. And he's a deep guy, and he's really about independence. You know. On a side note, you know, yeah. I don't I don't know, just to interject. Yeah. Um, you know, the Frank Ocean just mentioned something about the Grammys. Oh yeah, and and their their criticism of his performance from years before, and he had something to say. He was like, "Hey, I just really wanted to come to perform for the Prince tribute." Yeah, and he said, "Like, well, I'm, I know now that I'm an independent artist now. Yeah, I've took my masters back in the peak of my career, yeah. and I feel I'm representing by that. Yeah. You know, so that's the whole mentality of like when I hear these things about Prince and his music coming out." Oh, All right. for sure. All right, my long wind is out. Woosa. <laughs> okay. Right. So, uh, so basically, they've they've reached a deal with Universal to handle uh, the twenty five of his most recent albums. That's music from nineteen ninety five onwards to his to his most recent releases, inclusive, or I should say, including unreleased material of his. So they'll also be representing. And releasing, I'm assuming those that 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 vault of unreleased that tracks. That vault that they kind of ransacked real quick. Yeah, real quick. Um, Zero to one. Okay. Damn it! Damn these songs. All right. Feeling musical with that, Kerry. Hey man. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens on 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 the uh, on sort of a packaging front because it brings full control of Prince's most recent albums and his publishing underneath the Universal umbrella. Right. Since his publishing rights are now covered by Universal Music Publishing Group, right. a word to Jody Gerson out there. Okay. Um, do you have any thoughts on that Universal being the sole representative of his most recent work? Well, well, including his publishing. Well, this like, is this is new news to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know. Do you think they'll do a good job? I mean, outside. I mean, of I, that, I mean, yeah. I mean. One thing I could say about Jody Gershon, she definitely loves the music, and she's in. You know, she's definitely been an advocate supporting artists. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not just saying that because she signed me way back in yeah. 2001. But, you know, I, I really don't have any any really, you know, insight to say too much about that. Sure. Um, I don't know what type of deal it was. Is it just administration? Is it whatever? 
It appears I as though it's own. admin admin yeah. only, so yeah. they're not they yeah. don't have any ownership. Yeah, of the so that's 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 fine. You know what I mean? And and that's what it's about. Somebody has to do it. Yeah. You know, when somebody has to collect it and, and guide it and everything, and you know, we'll see. We'll see, man. Yeah. Music, music is a, is a funny thing, man. When it comes to that, it's like, especially after the artist is, you know, has passed. Yeah. The value of the music always goes up. Skyrockets. So it's always interesting to see what is done with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, we'll see. You know, I'm curious to see what's going to happen. You know Definitely. I, mean? I just get a little nervous when they say, oh, this streaming this or this company's doing this. And yeah. Just get a little nervous about that. You know, out of respect for him. Sure. And speaking of streaming, Warner Music Group and Spotify announced that their albums that they represent, that's those pre-1995 releases, are now available for streaming on Spotify. This uh, this being the... Uh, we're recording this actually on a Sunday. Right. Uh, this is Grammy. This is like Grammy Sunday. So as of today... And obviously, by the time you're all listening to this, you'll be able to listen to to those right. albums on Spotify. Right. Um, so they 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 uh, this is like the culmination of a of a small campaign, uh, a purple ad campaign, uh, in which they had you know posters and, and, and various artworks outside of uh, you know metropolitan uh, areas including uh, New York City's Union Square subway station uh, just wow. sort of previewing what was to come right and uh, I, I actually just took a look on Spotify and they just published a this is Prince playlist right uh, to sort of capitalize on the uh, the availability of his music now this is all pre-95 yeah so this is this is these are yeah. a lot of the big hits and he never, he never really got his masters back from Warner Brothers right I believe he did. He did. He, they basically just like administrate his masters at this point. Like I believe the estate will actually regain control of his masters next year from Warner, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. So um, yeah, it, it was some. This I think this had happened a couple years ago where right. there was a sort of a reconciliation between Warner and Chris. Okay. Okay. Um, but I mean, this marks sort of the first chapter in somebody, you know. Uh, involving themselves in Prince's estate, making his music available for everybody. Because it's not just going to be on Spotify now, it's going to be right. on Rhapsody right. Right. and all those other streaming services. Well, even though this is the older, older music, I'm, um, I know before he passed, he did a deal with Tidal. Yeah, his whole Wait, catalog was on. Right, so what, yeah, so how does that play into it? That's which, a really interesting good point. To me. Like, how did that play in? Like, yeah, because Tidal is saying that they had... Uh, exclusive agreement with Prince like right. he his music couldn't be heard on these other platforms right right uh, and the estate basically the representatives yeah, of the estate that. are arguing that there's only paperwork for exclusivity around one of the musicians final albums and that there's no exclusivity right. pertaining to his other albums right title is saying that there's various other agreements some written and some verbal where wow. you get some trouble All right. between Prince and uh, handshake deal. Yeah, so wow. I'm I'm thinking, at least from what I can tell, is sounds that, like it might be another lawsuit later. <laughs> Tune in, folks. Damn straight. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully soon we can you know follow mm -hmm. up on this and, and see what see what happened. But you know, obviously this is great timing for Warner Grammy weekend. There's right. a Prince tribute. Right. You gotta believe there's gonna be a ton of people that yeah. are gonna log on to their whatever they yeah. pay yeah. to subscribe to right. and they're going to be listening to Prince tonight right. you know tomorrow this whole week you know? it's going to be a big week for him yeah definitely 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 man so how much money do we think that's going to generate over the next week who's to say well, but, we'll find out I'm pretty yeah. sure man and I got some so, interesting so John has the news <laughs> you want the news we got it damn straight uh, we got some news out of the United Kingdom uh, this week too across the pond we've, we've, we've got uh, to that, touch that was a terrible terrible British accent terrible man yeah please I don't slap me I wasn't I wasn't entirely sure if you were trying to be British I was like, I, I don't know what I was trying to do it was a combination of that and like fake patois or some shit I don't know <laughs> 
Okay, well, you know, you tried, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, the UK's Intellectual Property Office, everybody's favorite office within the United Kingdom's government, uh, <laughs> has hinted at a potential deal between Google and rights holders for an anti-piracy code uh, to be uh, basically placed within their search engine, which would alter results that uh, search engine users would get when searching for you know, different pieces of intellectual property, i.e. music, movies, etc., etc. Mm. Uh, how this came up, you may wonder, uh, it was basically during a debate um, within the House of Lords, which I believe is sort of like Congress within the United Kingdom. I have no idea. Earlier in the week, that basically... The House of Lords? And that, that's exactly how you're supposed to say it. Thank you for Is that better? Me. Yes. I'm getting better. Uh... Uh, one of the government representatives, Pita Buscombe, oh, that's damn I, these names. I know I screwed that one up. Revealed yeah. that not only were there talks between the Peter Bush, and Peter Bus, Peter Bus, that there were talks between the search engine and copyright industries on an ongoing bid to create some sort of voluntary code for combating privacy. Uh, and that's like, some a computer co- like a computer code. Yeah, so this would be something that would be uh, embedded within. So the you code can't of download or something, or you can't like rip it or. I'm assuming that it would obfuscate. Or you can't find results. Yeah, like you just would be. Oh, they know where you are, it. and they come grab you out your house. <laughs> Probably not. That Search extreme. engine involves in its work to be very cooperative, making changes to their algorithms and processes, but also working bilaterally to find your house. Oh, no, I didn't say that. I'm sorry. It's a a bit of creative additions. Uh, But, but yeah, I mean, who's, like, this will probably only affect the search engine within the United Kingdom. Since we're talking, this this is something that they were talking about within the House of Lords. This isn't something that we've heard happen in the U.S. Since UK music is doing better, shouldn't we protect the music now so we can get more money? And, you know... I, it'll be interesting to see if any measures get taken in the U.S. or other countries to sort of, you know, approach Google to do the same sort of thing. Or maybe some measures have been taken already. Who's to say they haven't? Maybe we just haven't heard of them. Yeah, it's just, it, it's just like, like I said, this area is real great to me. So I, yeah. I like to see the development because I know as an American, there's a lot of music that we can't see in here or videos or whatever we can't see in here because it says it's not available in our country so i think there is things set up that way already are you you mean to say like on youtube and stuff on youtube and google it's the same thing it's like you search for it, you try to play it yeah it's not available in your country right but i think that's a little different i mean that's we're talking about things those are things that are hosted on google servers so right like the music is the music is hosted on their server, so they have direct control over whether or not you can stream it. Uh, we're talk- I think we're talking about other results, like results linking to other websites, like torrent oh, okay. downloads and stuff okay. like that. Basically, uh, basically hiding those search results so that it's harder to find music to bootleg. Right, right, um, right, right. This is I don't think this is regarding like paid music or music that like like those sites where you can kind of like go to another site, find a, a movie, and yeah. download it. Or, you know. Yeah, exactly. Got you. So So they want to build a code that blocks those those sites. That's what it, that's what it's sounding like. I mean, this is very this is very rough in terms of details that we have right now, but it's an interesting development because to my knowledge, Google has been very in the past at least, um, they haven't been very keen on, on taking extra steps in terms of uh, modifying the the code within their search engine right uh to to sort of do this i mean they do it for other types of searches for instance child pornography like they block results relating to that and and other like very very uh you know taboo the dark web illegal stuff you know um but uh you know, they haven't been as keen on doing that. For for intellectual property. Yeah, and, and, and I think there's... I, I, I can't be sure, but I think some of their reasoning had to do with free speech or, or something along those lines. But, um, yeah, I mean, if in a year from now, if this ends up happening, like, I, I, I can definitely see similar things 
uh, being yeah. applied in other countries. But it would be difficult to see if that happens in the U.S. because I think our intellectual property laws are a little less restricted uh, than they are in the in the Europe in Europe as a whole. Right. Right. Wow. Well, we shall see. So, never-ending battle because when there's a code made, there's someone to break the code as well. Right. <laughs> you know. And so, Carrie, you use Pandora, right, on occasion? No, I don't. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, about if six. you listen to previous shows, <laughs> so like. You know, Carrie doesn't, but like close to 80 million people in this country listen well, to Well, I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm happy for uh, Quest Love and his show. Yeah. Which I never listened to. Sorry, Quest. Because you're not a Pandora user. I, I'm not a Pandora user. I, I probably used it like many years ago. Yeah. And then moved on with my life. Right. You know what I mean? But what's it's going on with the, them? You know, they, uh, they just held a, a call earlier this week with, with Wall Street analysts. Uh, talking about the latest fiscal results from 2016. And they came up with a couple predictions and a couple results um, in relation to their to their finances. First off, they predicted that they would capture uh, about six to nine million users between their plus offering, which is their current paid uh, radio I thought they were going plan. under, though. I thought they were losing a lot. Of subscribers or money? Subscribers and everything. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily know if growth has gone the other way and that they're that they're losing listeners, but I do know that you know Pandora's always been a company that's been operating in the red. Yeah, that's just because they're trying to expand. Yeah, right? they they spent a lot of money on, on investing and in, in growth mm-hmm. and not necessarily on just being profitable at least yet. Right. But they did predict that they'd capture six to nine million users in this next year. Between their plus offering, which is their four ninety nine a month offering that they already that's already available right now, and their new interactive streaming uh, platform uh, that they'll be, de- be that they'll be debuting very soon, I believe, actually in April, if I'm not mistaken. So that will be, I mean, that's that's quite a bit of users to to add to your and what makes, what makes them think this why did, why did they predict this uh you know um i think a they you know i'm not entirely sure but i think a you know they looked at their current subscriber base which is just about 4.3 4.4 million uh pandora plus users um and and they felt that with the addition of a new offering and uh additional efforts on marketing that plus offering that they could you know grow the user base you know 50 to 80 percent within within a year and Mm -hmm. they felt that that would be a good prediction for wall street so that their so that the um you know their stock doesn't you know tumble with with their financial so 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 you know i'm a little confused and a little ignorant on this so they're basically telling wall street that Hey, we're gonna make money. Don't don't let our stock go down. Like, what, what's the point? <laughs> what's the point of telling Wall Street? That's part of it. Yeah, I mean oh, that's that's doing a campaign. Like, don't pull the plug on us yet. We're almost there. I mean that's I mean that's in effect why Amazon stock never went down that much, despite the fact that they've only recently just started turning a profit after being in. Right. How long have they been operating? Right. Like twenty right. years, you know. Right. It's be and they're a publicly traded company. It's because you know they're telling people like, hey. We have a long-term plan here. Right, right. We're going to be growing. Right. Like, stay with us. Even though we're not making money right now, yeah. we're planning on it, you know? Okay. And some companies have that so that's a com- So that's a com- common thing? That is a thing that companies try and do. Right. I, I, I can't say for certain if it's a common thing, but a lot of these bigger tech companies that facilitate transactions, uh either for for digital content like an am like a like a pandora or right. just like a store in amazon like right. they will operate on a loss leading sort of platform yeah until uh they have a, a number of customers or users that so that's what saves them like the bigger they grow exactly amazon yeah. prime now has i think I, I saw something earlier this week that um there, some journal had predicted because amazon never actually reveals how many users they have but predicted that they have about 60 close to 70 million amazon prime subscribers right and that's that many people paying a hundred dollars a year 
Wow. Like, <laughs> like just for Amazon, just for two-day shipping. Like, that right. doesn't Two-day shipping. But, don't, but doesn't that come with, like, some streaming yeah, or something? Yeah, so you get, like, a limited music you get your, catalog. You get your and, stuff in two days, and yeah. you can listen to some music. It's great. Talk to, what, what's the, what's the, Alexa? Yeah. You know, she's hot on the streets right now. <laughs> Alexa's hot. You Everyone know loves I mean? Alexa. Everyone she's loves Alexa. Of... She's hot. My kids like Alexa. Oh, know? yeah? Kids call... bop all day. It's, oh, you know, yeah. They're... Alexa, play. I'm like, oh, no, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you have one of those echoes then. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah, that's a really popular device nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, it's it's something that these companies do that lose a lot of money. They, they tell investors, hey, guys, keep pouring money into us because we, we need it to grow and eventually turn a profit. And once we do turn a profit... It's gonna be pretty sweet, so yeah, we'll see. It's gonna be pretty sweet, guys. <laughs> it's a hold on. I know, I know. We said we was gonna make money last year, but this year, this year, we mean we, it. We yo. gonna be in there, yo. That's exactly how Tim Westergreen sounds. Yeah, believe it or I not, seen him. I seen him. <laughs> He's a really goofy dude, but <laughs> he means well, yo. He does, um, and you know. To Pandora's credit, they've they've tried making a lot of inroads in the last year in terms of uh, befriending the artist and songwriter community. I mean, they should, as they should. Yeah, you know, they've they've entered into a lot more voluntary deals, which have actually increased their content acquisition costs as opposed to lowering them, which they tried to do, uh, you know, two to three years prior. Yep. So actually, when we get into their financial results. Uh, Pandora, you, I mean, basically, we're going to see that Pandora's uh, their their um, their content costs actually went up at a faster rate than their revenues did in this last year for okay. for the first time in, in a little bit. So um, again, it's probably due to the voluntary deals that they've been signing with publishers and right. labels, which are is much more beneficial to the music community. Um, and it's also beneficial to Pandora because, again, you're buying goodwill right. uh, with that community right. for for, right. for the future, which I yeah. think is which I think is essential. Yeah. So I'm sure those. Um, and just overall, streaming is actually making profits in a lot of other formats. And yeah, I mean, you, know, you look at Netflix. There. Netflix. For bringing in a lot of money. I mean, the business model is a little different there, but yeah. Nonetheless, but just in general, yeah. uh, for the music industry, streaming is finally paying off. Yeah, well, we, labels, labels are starting to see some money yeah. come through. Yes, um, Pandora essentially uh, produced a three hundred forty-three point two million dollar loss uh, over this last year uh, on revenues of about one point three eight billion dollars. Um, compared to last year, they they had only lost. You just uh, you know, this makes me feel better about my debt. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's like it's not. Like, <laughs> you come back from that. Three hundred fifty. Maybe I should go to Wall Street too. Like, hey guys, uh, you know. <laughs> hey man, just IPO yourself. You know what I'm saying? You know, buy yeah, some IPO myself. Stock. There we go. Um, you know, last year the company only lost one hundred sixty nine point seven million dollars on revenues of one point one six billion dollars. So, quite a much larger loss in terms of. Uh, revenue, but they also gained more revenue over the last year. So at the very least, it seems as though they're growing, although their costs associated with growing is seems to be uh, yeah. growing at a faster rate. Yeah. Uh, Cost of business. Yeah, it's tough. You know, I don't personally. I don't know how much time and how big of a leash Pandora is really going to have. You how know? long? How long has uh, Pandora been around? Do you know offhand? Not offhand. I know, you know, the Music Genome Project. Is it at least like 15 years? 10, 10 like... Oh, for sure. Um, How long has Pandora been around? Because I remember the Music Genome Project back in, you know, 2006. Right. And that's when, that's when Pandora, I think, was really starting to take off. And I, so I'm assuming they had been around for a couple years prior to that. Actually trying to find that right now, what it looks like. Yeah, cause they 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 had a, a head start before um, what's his name um, Spotify. Well, Spotify oh, yeah. was in the UK first, right? Well, yeah. They, well, they had launched in in Sweden what's that, first. Two thousand. They've been around seventeen years. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, okay. And I believe- says they're still teenagers. <laughs> right. 
Teenagers <laughs> never have money. <laughs> that would be great if that was the excuse. You know, like, I mean, yo, can you really? Already seventeen. What do you expect? You know what I mean? That's an amazing excuse, actually. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think when they actually uh, became available on the stock market. Like when they actually launched uh, uh, their IPO bid. I'm not seeing it right now. Oh, it looks like they they became publicly traded in January 2011. So they've been they've been ten years old. Yeah, and, and then they kind of went okay. And so they've been operating six years as a publicly traded company, constantly losing money. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see just how much of a leash they sort of have with subsidiaries. Is radio and Next Big Sound take a fly? I didn't know Next Big Sound. I used to get emails from them. Yeah, Next Big Sound is that uh, artist uh, sort of analytics platform that yeah. Pandora had purchased yeah, a few Mateo years ago. Yeah, Mateo used to be on there. Yep. Oh, yeah, and you can still you can still look up uh, any artist on that platform right. and get sort of real-time results into how, how they're doing, and, and, and you can pay them for more, more insight. But, um, yeah, Pandora has a, quite a few businesses operating now with that ticket fly purchase as well. They're in the ticketing market. Right. But I think their bread and butter is still that internet radio slash soon to be interactive streaming right like it seems as though that's where they're putting uh putting their bets in streaming is where it's at brother damn straight carrie you know that it's it's the grammys are happening right now right now and there's been a few winners that have been announced Yes, congratulations to uh, Solange Knowles. She has her first Grammy. Yeah, that was yeah. for best R and B performance. Yeah, man, she she's a a real artist. Uh, Raphael uh, was involved with that album as well. Nice. Congratulations to her, man! Ooh, round of applause. Round of applause. It uh, looks like Adele actually won for best best pop vocal performance, or best pop vocal album, I should say. Are you surprised? No, not okay. at all. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just asking. That's definitely that. And, and to be quite honest, a lot of these bigger categories, it seems to be, uh, have just, you know, run down the, the you know, right. it's very typical list. Like, right. I, none of these look very surprising. Yeah, it's pretty, she, she's been pretty dominant these last few years. You know what I mean? And, and not for nothing, the, the, the quality of her album is definitely up there. Yeah. Because that's what it's really supposed to be based on, like the quality. It's not a, you know, about what sold the most and blah, blah, blah. No. And it's never yeah. really been about that for the Grammys, you know? Right. Um, speaking of the award show itself, I mean, you've been there many, many times. Uh, do you... Looks better on TV. Yeah. <laughs> Just being honest, looks better on TV. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about your experiences at the awards itself. Like, how how did you feel being there? Um, man, it's been it's been a while since I went. I think the last time I went was probably like 2010 or something. Yeah, you know, I usually just hang out at the parties. You know what I mean? And events and brunches and stuff. Yeah. Because uh, the first time I went, I was very excited. Right. And I mean, it's your first time. First time. When was that? I mean, it was kind of. It was kind of like, like I said, you know, my my background is more like, I was anti Grammy. Like I said, yeah. I grew up listening to Public Enemy and this, and yeah. they never acknowledged hip hop and rap. So that's right. It was just like whatever. That was never on my radar. You know yeah. what I mean? And you know, two thousand and one, Alicia's album came out, and. I think I think she won like four or five Grammys that year. Wow! And I won my first. Nice. So I was like thrusted into the whole thing. I had no idea of what it was, how it was going. You know, when you're nominated, you get free tickets, and yeah. you get the you know red carpet treatment and all this. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, it was just and a I, whirlwind. And I think that was I think that was actually the first time I ever came to L.A. Oh, really? Yeah. Grammy weekend. That was the, the first, Man. like 2002. Yeah. Yeah, that was that like my first trip. time I ever was in L.A. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah, come to think of it, so I was like thrusted into the whole thing. So my head was spinning the whole like 
first of all, I'm in LA, da, 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 my neck is spinning and blah, 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 and yeah. this is going on, you're going to this party, oh, we got to go to this party, we got to go to that party, da, 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 the Clive party, this and this and this, yeah. and everyone's making a big deal, and I had no idea what was going on. Really? You know what I mean? Really, it was just like, very interesting, I was a baby, wet behind the ears, Yeah. you know, and then when I went to the show, I really enjoyed the show, okay. but I remember leaving and going... It looks better on TV. <laughs> <laughs> all, you know that, I mean? all that production value. Right. It was just like, you know, but, you know, and then then I was totally ignorant to the Recording Academy, totally yeah. ignorant to a lot of things. So. Or did you become a member of the Recording Academy when you got nominated? No. Okay. No, I, I, I'm trying to remember because you're talking about 15, 16 years ago. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe it, though. Like, wow. Yeah. Time flies. 2017. It's 2017. So, yeah. So, I don't think I became a member to maybe a couple of years later. Okay. Because I've been, you know, fortunate, like, every two years been nominated. So, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thanks, thanks to the work with Alicia, of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? A regular appearance regular, on that nomination. You know what I mean? So, it's, it's like that and, 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 uh, so it was just like, okay, maybe I should educate myself more about this organization. You yeah. Know what I mean, and again, you know, like the argument every year, somebody's upset about the Grammys and their acknowledgement, and everyone's all oh, the old people this and da da, and they're snobs and they're yeah. this and they're out of touch and whatever. And like I said last show, it was like that was my attitude too. You yeah. Know? And then um, wow. a few people approached me. And it was like, hey, you know, we need more people like you. You know, yeah. we got Jimmy Jam and, you know, Get um, some diversity, you know, we need some diversity. He's doing what he can. We need yeah. more people. We need more young blood. Yeah. You should understand this thing and, and you know, help out and, and help with make changes, help, you know, make, you know, art and work that you think should be recognized, be put on the radar. Yeah. You know what I mean, totally. So I was like, hey, what you want me? There's some confusion. Yeah, you know, but but it was true. It was just like, okay, I can't play the you know angry New York hip hop dude (laughs) anymore. Because you're a voting, you're voting member. You you know know what I mean? So so I had to like come out of that and be like, okay, instead of complaining and saying the whole thing, you know, let me see what it's about. You know, hell yeah. And you know, they did they the Recording Academy does a lot of things and and does a lot of um, like outside of the Grammy Awards. Outside of the Grammy, advocates and and music kids program for yeah. for artists that like you know the, you know the over famous thing with like a lot of artists go through a lot of trials due to drugs or alcohol or whatever yeah you know what i mean so they give a lot to financially helps artists oh that's great in the tough times yeah. you know what i mean you know art cancer situations like they have a lot of programs and a lot of stuff that really do try to help the artists and, and creators, you know, oh, that's they're good. just not like, you know, some bougie award show. Like, we're just going to give you this and make our show look good and that's it. Yeah, we're you know done for mean? the year. Yeah, and that was a lot of stuff I didn't know about, so, you know what I mean? Do you ever get uh, campaigned? Uh, like, if somebody, do you ever get, like, approached by artists or songwriters who are nominated for awards who are like, hey, who are you voting for? <laughs> you know, oh, like, are you trying no, to? No, 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 no. I only like now you never get that because nobody really knows who's a member yeah nobody really knows you it's know so I mean? it's not something you go around like yeah I'm yeah. a member I'm a voting member <laughs> right because like, like I said there's still a great deal of artists especially new artists who have no idea yeah and don't really care yeah but then you know like I said every year you end up complaining yeah you know I mean but with the actual results because... actual results you know what I mean so I mean there was actually one year that we had to when it, you know because you you vote in certain rounds and then right before the grammys the things that are close yeah they call in certain people to come in and make the final votes oh, okay in the room so it's probably like you know each genre or whatever probably breaks down to like 12 15 people yeah and i've done that one time small group of people then really decided. small group of people yeah. and you're voting on the top votes and kind of like, yeah, you know, okay, these all came close. What do you think? Yeah, you're like the tiebreakers. In yeah, a sense. yeah, so so to speak. And that 
is also like secret. You, you're not supposed to tell anybody, you know, because sure. you don't want to get approached and coerced or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and that was an interesting process. Like, you actually got to sit there and listen to a lot of the music. Oh, really? Like, yeah. in a group? Because, like, because they actually want to give it a fair chance. They, yeah. they don't want you to just look at the name and be like, oh, I know that name. Yes, yes. <laughs> and you never even heard the album. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's hard. It's hard, like, to listen to everything. Yeah. You know, because there were. A lot of us in the room didn't hear um, a few of the albums. Yeah. So are you all listening to it together? All of us listening together. Oh, wow. That's, you know, it's, 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 it's in like a big hotel. Yeah. Every conference room have different genres. You hear, you walk past the country, you hear them arguing. You walk past gospel, <laughs> they're arguing. You know, they, you know. That's crazy. Because the, the most crazy thing about it. Yeah. Because they, just in the R&B category because you got the r&b contemporary r&b this r&b so many different kinds cover, yeah. and it's always that argument well what is real r&b yeah and we're going back and forth and we're having our things and you know people's like well that record is trash and booty boo boo, boo shouldn't even be nominated yeah and then someone's like no but that's music now you got to respect it and you go yeah. through all that and Come to find out, that happens in country too. Yeah, it's like, well, that's not real country. They use the AO8 in that, <laughs> like you know. So it's like the same argument. That's that's what makes it tough. Like the genre thing, yeah. especially nowadays, that things are merging. Yeah, it's really hard to like judge. The the whole, the, especially when, with regards to R and B, like when, because I, you know, I always look at the nominees, uh, and there's, it, it's just interesting how there's. There's different kinds of R&B, right? There's contemporary R&B, yeah. there's traditional. Like, how do they really differentiate between the uh, two categories? That one, that one is still a great area to me. Yeah. It really is. It's like, traditional R&B will be, I guess, what you're used to maybe from the last 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, contemporary R&B is what the R&B is now. Right, yeah. Something Sound more is. that has more than just like, you know, I guess stuff that's more hip-hop and R&B is like contemporary. Yeah. Has a little more forward in production. Right. Elements, you know what I mean? Whereas traditional is more like, okay, you, you, you know this sound, you grew up on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and like I said, it's like, it changes over the years. Right. You know what I mean? Because totally does. one time, maybe traditional R&B was funk. Maybe right. It was, you know, you know, so it's like it changes over times, but I think there's like a basic core of what the majority feels R&B is. Yeah. Even though like everything else it evolves. Yeah. So things that seem more closer to how it's been for the 20 years would be considered more traditional. Traditional R&B. Contemporary R&B would be like uh, you know, Sorry, Frank Ocean, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somebody, somebody who takes a little more elements of other genres in it. Yeah. But it still has that soulful appeal to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's the easiest way I can explain it. When you talk about the walking past the country room and realizing that they have the same arguments, I'm, I'm looking at the winner for best country album right now, and it was a sailor's Tupac. guide. <laughs> that would be the biggest surprise of the night. Uh, it was a Sailor's Guide to Earth by Sergio Simpson, which was also which is also nominated for Album of the Year. But uh, it's interesting because you know, in my limited listening to Sergio Simpson in the past, like he's never come across as what I would have deemed country, right? You right. know, and now he didn't even Taylor Swift was was country at one time, right? Yeah, yeah. and I I never looked at her as country. Yeah, you she's know, always had some not like I really listened to a lot. Of, yeah, yeah, you know. She was a young artist. I wasn't really paying attention that her music didn't really relate to me. But yeah. still, what I heard, I would never have thought like, oh, she's a country artist or was yeah. or came from that. Right. You know what I mean? It's only like the country, like, it's like that sort of thing in your voice, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's it. Like the Guitars or whatever, but everything's yeah. changed. Yeah. Like I said. Yeah, it's interesting. You know what I mean? And even that is like, artists jump around. You know, Ray Charles did a country album at one time. Yeah, yeah, that's right, and it works. It, it was successful. You that's know what right. I mean? Yeah, it's um, it'll be interesting to see who who comes out with the with the top awards. Unfortunately, they haven't announced them just yet. So but, we'll get back to next week because yeah. I know we made some 
you had some questions and we made we made a couple of uh, uh, predictions of or opinions on what we thought. Yeah. Or what I thought you were asking me. You put me on the spot <laughs> of who won. So let's see, man. Let's yeah. See. We we next week come tune in to find out like what tune Carrie's, in next week. See if Carrie is a uh, psychic or not. Basically. Yeah. Tune in for the next episode of It's So Crucial with Don't Quote Me On That. <laughs> <laughs> Damn straight. And did you have anything else to uh, leave our listeners with? Again, you know, we are, you know, appreciate all the feedback we've been getting on the show. Yeah, a lot of people good been, stuff. Yeah, people been hitting us up on the Instagram and on the Twitter and SoundCloud and you know, uh, different places, and y'all gave comments, and a lot of you said, "Hey, I love your show. I've been educated. I'm enlightening. Yeah. I'm I've been enlightened to a lot of stuff I don't know." Yeah. And a lot of people have been hitting us to be guests. Yeah. We want to do all of that. So. Yeah. But again, if you listen to this podcast and you get something out of it, yeah. Please log on to our Facebook. Yeah. And subscribe, and Hell yeah. And the more feedback we get from you the better we can make this show. Hell yeah. Keep you know asking. And whatever questions you may have, it doesn't even have to be related necessarily to licensing or right. anything. Any, any Anything. Yeah, because we, uh, we definitely want to expand the show. Um, and don't be, please, by all means, review us on iTunes as well. Oh, review leave us, us, yeah. Leave us you know, that five stars. Yeah. That and you blame everything serve. on John. <laughs> if you don't like it, blame John. <laughs> well, I mean, still give us five stars, though. You can talk all the shit you want to yeah, about yeah. me as long as you give us five stars. Yeah. If you hate the show, say something too. You know what I mean? We need the haters too. Yeah. We, ain't, we ain't popping unless we got a couple of haters. So if you hate the show, make yourself be heard. <laughs> haters, we love you. We love you. So on that note, until the next time, it's so crucial show. John Johnson, Kevin Crucial Buzz, aka Crucial Keys. Thank y'all for listening. We out. We out.